2: Well, hey there, all you titty twisters. It's your BFF Kevin Goatee here, ready for another episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. This week, Alex Hooper is going to take on my current favorite action hero of the last 25 years, and I dare say everyone's favorite action hero of the last 25 years, Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow. Do you recall that film? Maybe not because it bombed pretty hard here in the U.S. but made a ton of money worldwide to the point where they changed the title from Edge of Tomorrow to Live, Die, Repeat. How confusing and silly. But listen, who did I grab to help me sit in the old Millennium Falcon co-pilot chair? Who else? I'm going to tussle that little fellow's hair. Kevin Israel. He's not that little. I'm going to tussle his hair nonetheless and his beard. And we're going to sit here and figure out what the hell is going on through Alex's mind as he tries to attack Edge of
3: Tomorrow. Gather round is what I know
2: Ain't going to be a rematch. Don't want one. Kevin Israel. Name. Rocky. Oh, <laughs> it has been on cable nonstop. And every single time I get sucked right in. It's a great movie. I mean, great movie. one through three. <laughs> Fight me on those. Those are fantastic. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel back. And we are joined by first time gutter. Alex Hooper. Alex, how are you, sir? Welcome to the podcast. Now, are you calling me a gutter because that's where I was
4: born? Or is that just your nickname for all of us here? Oh, well, yes. Why not? (laughs) Good. Perfect. No, I like to be disrespected. That's my love language. (laughs) Happy to be here. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Alex
2: has chosen a film starring, you know, damn good and well, one of my all-time Favorite action heroes, Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow, the oft-ignored film that bombed in the U.S., but how did it do worldwide? 2014 budget, 178 million box office hall, 100 million bucks in the USA, but worldwide, like Mister, like Pitbull, 305, Dale, bro. 370 million worldwide. Turn that wow. into 2023 money. $231.3 million budget, $129 million USA gross, 480 ROI worldwide. Shocking. Shocking. A cruise film of this kind of epic magnitude that bombed. And I will share a story about just this kind of scenario later on. IMDB fellows, as a scale one through ten with decimal points, I go to you, Alex Super. What do you think? Edge of Tomorrow scored one through ten with decimal places.
4: Seven.
2: Been... Uh, you know what? Actually, I bet people like this movie. I'm going to say eight three. Eight three. How about you, Kevin Israel? Seven 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 nine. Ah. Ooh, right, <laughs> right in the middle. There. Okay, yeah, right, right. right, right there. Rotten Tomatoes, one through one hundred. Kevin Israel, co-patriot. What did the critics give Edge of Tomorrow? One through one mm, hundred. That's, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go. Uh you know,
5: I bet the I bet the critics like this. I'm gonna go eighty.
2: Alex Hooper. I looked, so I actually know the answer All right, rec because- re- recuse yourself, recuse yourself. Yeah, I yeah. believe it's a 91. Is that it correct? Is exactly 91? You are correct. Critics. Wow. This. wow. Yeah.
4: Well, I watched it with my wife because she and she had seen it like once before, but she was always like, what did Rotten Tomatoes say about it before I watch this? I'm like, why don't we just watch it? And she's like
5: <laughs> That's, no. a, that's a, a conversation in our house every single night.
4: <laughs>
2: is yeah. it? I never I never go by Rotten Tomatoes because they're the critics are always have their heads up their fucking asses. So I
5: will I will always go if there's if there's a huge skew between the critics and the audience. I'll always go with whatever the audience says.
2: Right. Oh, 100 percent. Back to you, Alex. What did you see what the audience scored on Rotten Tomatoes for this film?
4: Uh Oh, actually, I thought that was the 91. Okay.
2: Uh, I'm going to say 82. Kevin Israel. 88. 90. Wow. Wow. Very close. Loved on both sides. Quotes on your feet, maggot. <laughs> you only heard that 12 times well there's another quote in here that I didn't want to put it because it just annoyed me the next one battle is the Greek redeemer it is a fiery uh-huh. crucible in which true heroes are forged <laughs> other than that that's all I've got on the quote side this is not a quotable film Kevin Israel how about you the only thing that Tom Cruise kept
5: saying through this movie was
4: "Wait, wait 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 <laughs>
5: fair fair Alex Hooper. And you took my you took my crucible as the
2: great redeemer. I quote. knew I knew you would go for that one, too.
4: I mean, I'm like my I, lo- I can't. I actually really love the quote uh, uh, like, hey, there's a problem with your suit. There's a yeah. dead guy in it. That's the like, other one I left. Honestly, I mean, like, I'm I'm OK with that. I like yeah. that. That's cute.
2: <laughs> That's like a cliche from those, you know, Mercannon movies in the 80s, Cyborg, Bloodsport, Hitman, yeah. and Chuck Norris. That's something that was left on that cutting room's floor for an action movie they put out circa 87 through 94.
4: Yeah, yeah, it, it sounded like that. It was very remnant of, the, of 1980s action, huge action flicks.
2: Five fun facts. Emily Blunt was actually pregnant during some of the scenes of this film. Cruz was confused by this. Why, Tom, you haven't seen a woman pregnant? Because you haven't gotten (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) Kapow, I'm on fire. Since she she hadn't used a stunt double for the rest of the filming, she then spilled spilled the beans to him about the pregnancy, making him the only person to know that she was expecting other than her husband, John Krasinski. I should have said other than the mailman. It's a <laughs> it's a well-known fact. No, it wasn't because I went, really? Oh, here you go. Why don't you guys take a guess on who was offered the lead role first before Cruz? Mm. Stay tuned. It's going to shock you. I'll say Keanu Matt Reeves. Damon. Keanu Reeves, Kevin Israel. No, Alex Hooper. Matt Damon. Not a bad guess is from both your ends. But they're both wrong, nonetheless. Brad Pitt. Oh, ah,
4: yeah, I could see that. Sure. I could totally see that. Not,
2: yeah. Totally see that. Number three, the ending involves a human soldier accidentally eliminating an alpha during the final battle, despite by war. Sorry, despite being warned by Cage not to do so. The day is reset once again. The movie ends with the audience knowing the aliens have the upper hand during this final battle. The implication is that the humans fail. That is Mm -hmm. Uh right. I don't know if I fully got that. I don't either. Yeah. It's like like the end of Terminator three where Skynet was inevitable. Yeah. I feel, I
4: mean, I'll get into the ending of this movie when it's my time to really start trashing.
2: (laughs) You got it. Number four, the way it's shot during the many battles and montages suggests that Bill Cage has reset hundreds, even thousands of times. During the film, but we only see cage reset a total of 26 times.
5: That's more than I thought. Wow.
2: Yeah, I would have thought more than that,
4: too. It's like, in you know, in that thing you do, you only hear the song that thing you do 11 times.
2: Like, <laughs> and if you if you think about it, you're like, no, it plays every four seconds. Nope. 11 times. I've only seen that film once and boy, I'm stuffed as it is. <laughs> I love that movie do you oh, I do okay. I
4: do I really it's 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 funny it's
2: I don't know I could go we're not talking about that no nope, nope nope no nope. the <laughs> film was released and this is why Cruz is a genius or was he maybe not on June 6 2014 what day is that fellas well the date not the actual uh, year the date. Oh. June 6th.
4: That's uh that's the uh, Japanese Invasion Day, or uh, those days is that we D dropped day? the bombs, That's right? D Day. It's
2: D Day, yes. And because why they did that, the film shares many similarities to the attack on Normandy Beach. God damn you! That's why he's a Theta Nine, fellas. That's some <laughs> meta level shit right there. Tom Cruise is a national hero and treasure for the Mission Impossible films. How about this one? Let's find out. And now it's time to ask uh just kidding. I forgot to put that out on Twitter today. Sorry, gutters. You're going to have to wait to the end to see what predictions that Lord Sterns would have for us. So uh, mea culpa. So let's get right to plugs because no one listens to the end of podcast. Alex Hooper. What are you up to there, fella? Besides about a uh, three, three and a half inch beard there growing
4: yeah yeah so aside from my thick mane that is coming in uh, you know you can catch me at hoopercomedy.com I'm a stand up comedian so go check out my dates uh, I'm about to film a new special January 12th in Bridgeport Connecticut if you're anywhere near there and I have a weekly podcast called Dirty Briefs that is 15 minutes of motivation inspiration general silliness and honestly whatever the hell I want it to be but uh, you can find all everything I've done my self help Books, my specials my albums
2: hoopercomedy.com i would have been into it if you would have said general horseplay and Tom Foolery are present but since you didn't i'm out <laughs> tom cruisery is present <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so. now you well had me done. you got me back in guys a pro kevin, Hello. Is, kevin israel what are kevin you israel- doing I was going to say, what are you doing besides dunking dirty diapers in the receptacle three feet from uh, your office chair? That feels like all I do. Uh,
5: Kevin Israel dot com for my schedule. Uh, I got some downtime around the holidays and then it's picking up for the winter and into the spring. So check me out. kevinisrael.com dot com for my dates and my album. The struggle is real, which is always available and will always be available and probably lonely because I'll never do another.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was such a unique experience for the recording of the first one, as I've been told. Yeah. So listen, I want you to go out and leave a review for Gutting the Sacred Cow on all podcast platforms. Find us on YouTube. Do us a favor. We need the watch hours. Just play this in the background while you're doing work. Put it on mute. What the hell? At GTSC Podcast. More importantly, go check out Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, the gambling slash fantasy football advice show I do with Nick Whitmer every week where I give out NFL picks. I'm sorry, guys. The last couple of weeks have not been good. But the other 12 were fantastic. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Fantasy football jibber-jabber on YouTube and podcast platforms every week. Kevin Israel, you know I'm an ardent fan of Tom Cruise, so I'm dying to hear how Alex is going to try and take this down. Is Edge of Tomorrow as good as Mission Impossible, or is it as terrible as Far and Away and Oblivion and Rockstar? Well, Rock of Ages, I mean. I'm sorry. I fucked my own joke up. Kevin Israel, let's have Alex Hooper. Got the, the sacred, sacred cow, cow. Moo.
4: OK, first, that's inserted. All, that's
2: inserted in post. How dare you're very smart or you listen to the <laughs> show many times?
4: <laughs> I listened to a couple episodes, so I'm in, I, I'm i in it. Okay, I don't just come on a podcast all willy nilly, just spitting blind here. I got to oh. know who I'm dealing with. All right. So first of all, look, edge of tomorrow, it is Fun, okay, it is it basically Groundhog Day meets Inspector Gadget meets War of the Worlds or Independence Day honestly would be the better example. The only problem is it's so convoluted, like they try to explain their plot again and again and again, but it only makes you more confused used every single time they try to get into it it feels like a video game where you don't really know anything about the characters you just are continually dying and restarting and trying to get a little bit further than you were the first time and i want a reason to care i love alien movies i truly do i think war of the worlds is absolutely brilliant it's terrifying it's yes go ahead. which
2: which one are we talking the original H. G. Wells, the the one I'm in the thirty, the Tom, the Tom Cruise, oh, one. The, the Spielberg one, which got a lot of shit. I actually dug it too. I'm with you.
4: I love that movie. I think there Solid. are scenes in it that are absolutely compelling and great. And right. the thing is, there are a collection of scenes in Edge of Tomorrow that are shot really cool and it's it's really great action. But beyond that, I want to know a little bit about the aliens that we're dealing with. And I feel like you only get flashes of these mimics, as they call them. You, right. They don't have any explanation as to why they're taking over the world or why they're trying to or how their technology, which like when the, what, the blood gets spilled on somebody and now all of a sudden the entire race is starting over again and again and again. I, I, If there was a great explanation for that, I missed it. I did not get it in the slightest. And I just kept feeling like every time they tried to explain it, It just became more confusing. And I was like, look, if you just want to be a fun romp, that's okay with me. Just Mm -hmm. do it. But don't continually try to explain the mechanism again and again and again when you're really only diving deeper into what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, just do it. Like, all the reasons where Groundhog Day is great, all the reasons, all the things where it how it repeated itself, this just felt like a really cheap take on the exact same premise. And for a movie like this, I needed a little bit more. I didn't need it in Groundhog Day because it's a straight comedy and they just kept making it more fun. But as Edge of Tomorrow attempted to explain itself, I disliked it more every single time it did that.
2: Mm. What exactly did you not like when they did that? That kind of irked you. Well,
4: OK, so there's a scene when they're OK, when he first off, when he uh, he Emily Blunt takes him to Dr. Clark, I believe is his name, who's like the one scientist who kind of has theories about what's going on. And if what I didn't understand there is he had this little like holographic machine showing what the alpha and the omega looked like. But I didn't understand how would they know what the omega looks like? If Emily Blunt like lost everything and knew to come back to this guy and look, maybe you guys watch probably watch a lot more movies in depth than I do. When I watch a movie, I tend to zone out a little bit and I tried to watch this one with a much more discerning eye. But I didn't really understand how they were able to explain everything so easily, Mm -hmm. I suppose, Gotcha. Did either of you know how, like, like was because Emily Blunt, she lost this power or whatever. Had she already gone to this scientist before and explained exactly the visions that she had, and then she remembered that she had done that. So he had the exact like, you know, uh, I don't know,
2: drawing of it in his mind? I think this is kind of a memento situation where he kind of wrote she wrote shit down or described it enough that and just I, I think she just described to enough and he kind of charted it out like.
5: Yeah, I assumed he was Skip just such a, I assumed he was just like such a sciencey geek that she that he wanted to believe something and he, she happened to be the right person.
4: OK, I mean, it just seemed very convenient to me. And also, by the way, real quick, speaking of Emily Blunt. I love Emily Blunt. I think she was completely miscast in this movie. I don't think, look, I don't need my assassin to be a super gorgeous, hot model. Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. She is Devil Wears Prada. She had never been in an action movie before this. And honestly, I just, I don't buy it. I just don't. And I know they do this a lot in action movies. They just cast the hottest person ever. But like, I just didn't really get like I don't see her as this assassin did you see and atomic
2: do so, you see atomic blonde no Charlie Steron mm-hm right wanted or Mr. And Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie or the Tomb Raider films yes, I
4: have seen it no so I've seen I've seen Mars Mr. And Mrs. Smith I've seen wanted and the thing is but Charlie steron she is a total badass. She sells that shit like really hard. And I felt like Emily Blunt was playing a badass without actually being a badass.
2: Okay. All right. I just wanted to dig a little bit and try and find out what the barometer is with you
4: yeah I just I, you know there was something about that that kind of just like rubbed me a little bit the wrong way there's I mean honestly what I dislike most about this is it did just feel like a video game it felt like somebody came up with an idea they didn't put a lot of plot in there and they just conti- but they continually tried to explain why everything they were doing was working when honestly just show me the super cool action sequences show me more aliens getting messed up show me all of that and i will be a much happier camper than the continual explanation of why all of this is happening and it just i don't know like i love bill paxton in it bill paxton is always great um and i wanted i don't i wanted more out of him i wanted more from him i wanted just i didn't need the explanations and I think the explanations of what the why all this was happening just kind of ruined the entire movie for me
2: from just being super fun. Really? Okay. So I do. Could, all right. Okay. No, no. I'm just curious. It's just, so the action part, you, there wasn't enough there, or there was too much. I just, I just want to clarify with, uh, with in terms of the plot, where you could just say, "Fuck, it's an action film for an hour and fifty. I'm just going to enjoy the shit out of this." I would have
4: seen, and I would have been okay with that. I felt like they were showing all this exposition that didn't really matter, but you never actually learned anything about these characters. You still don't really know who Tom Cruise is. You still don't really know who Emily Blunt is. They gave little tiny inclinations of who they were in before and stuff like that. But then also, okay, you guys got to explain this one to me too. So Tom Cruise is like a major in the U.S. Army. He is speaking on TV to millions of people to help people get recruited. Then he wakes up. He's suddenly a private, but he's still wearing his commander's uniform, but nobody knows who he is. Not a single person recognizes him. Did I, miss some, did I miss yeah, something there? That's a
2: great there? point. Like, oh, a great if, point. I'll, I, I think I'll, I'll come back this one. He's not in that area. That he got dropped there. Just because you're a cap, What was he? Captain or whatever. Or major? Yeah, he but he major, was major. They had him
5: talking on like CNN and Fa, and like they showed that he was out front on like international news talking about what the military was doing. Okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. Also, in the in the heat of the moment, who knows what, what people recognize? and know? but you're right. Somebody would have especially probably the sergeant or somebody would have said, oh, shit, you're that. That guy.
4: Yes, especially as soon as he said, like, I'm a major in the U.S. Army. So like, like if you're a major in the U.S., if you're that high of a rank, somebody's going to go, oh, that is that guy who's been speaking to us on TV for months straight.
2: He's a Jim. Yeah, Kramer- you know what? It's a- He's a Jim Kramer of the U.S. Army. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
5: yeah. And you know what? And they didn't and they didn't even need that. And it's funny when I was watching it, they didn't even need that because they could have the little note in his pocket could have just said this guy tried to blackmail a general pick his ass or whatever. Right, and like right. that would have been enough. Like right. nothing. The army respects nothing more than its hierarchy.
4: That's and that's kind of where I was going. Where, what I thought about that, and I thought they tried to like again. They tried to like do some exposition with, oh, he's a deserter. So I thought, okay, well maybe they just knocked him back down to private because he's a deserter. But then I don't think that's how that works. I think I think if anything, you get court-martialed, you go to some sort of jail. I don't think they say, well, guess what, buddy, your rank doesn't
2: matter. Back to the front lines <laughs> with you. <laughs> cool. What else you got?
4: So, uh, what else did I write down? Um, I really, really want to know more about these aliens. I want a little bit, like, I like that they just kind of started, like my wife hated that she's like, why did they start in the middle of this war? Like what happened before this? I don't need to know everything, but I want to know a little bit more about like how they got there, what planet they were. At one point they do say like, what if another, a bunch more asteroids could land with aliens on it? Did that happen? Did an asteroid land and that's how we they got there? Are they trying to get our resources? Like, they can't just be killing machines, or maybe they are, even if they are. Just say that line for us. Just say all they want to do is kill.
2: I I, I, I wrote the, I wrote this down. I'll, I'll tip one note. That's 100% right. At least in Starship Troopers, which has a lot of similar tones to this. Yeah, You know exactly why the bugs are there. You know exactly what happened. You know exactly why they're attacking. And you know exactly why we're fighting them. It's And it, and it took all but three minutes to do that. This did not starship troopers
4: is, is a fantastic movie it's yes it is good it's such good satire they perfectly blend the horrors of war with the comedy of everything else that like is happening there's a nude scene in it if you give me emily, if you give me one nude scene with emily <laughs> blunt i forgive everything i don't like about this movie.
5: all right we all right have look we all have <laughs> wishes but
4: <laughs> come on yeah you know the one guy that goes uh that goes commando underneath his suit if yeah. that had been emily blunt style it's just has just been fighting fully in the nude except for her supersuit. Great I'm all I like it. the
2: friction. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a morbidly obese Vinnie Jones playing Juggernaut from X-Men 3.
4: Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. I actually I like the characters of the J-Squad overall. Like they're very stereotypical archetypes of like what would be in a unit like that. But I still like for the little screen time that they get and the little character development they get. I do actually enjoy those characters, you know, as a nice little just like Tom Cruise. You're all in a movie like this, you know what you're going to get. You're getting Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. So you need some other characters that are going to give a little bit more depth. And uh, yeah, I really just like, I need, I needed something from these aliens to care about like, why they were there and you know they give very little explanation of like why of some of them being alphas and i guess the rest of them just being like drone type characters that are just there to kill like it's i i I require a little bit more depth from my films or none at all that's really like i can't say it enough like the constant trying to explain is what bothered me the most.
1: Hmm.
4: Okay. Yeah, fair. Sustained. Yeah. And I do think this movie is fun to watch. Like I really like it. It is like there's a lot of great elements to it. I just think if it had toned down some of the other, like oh, we're trying to be smarter than we actually are. That we that that's the feeling I got from it. Is that it was trying to be a little like, well, we're gonna give you what we think you need to know, and that's enough for us. And sometimes they did that well, but then sometimes they were just really trying to drill it into your head. And yeah, I just got annoyed.
2: Any other notes you have? Let me see what I got here.
4: Um... They take, uh, I, you know, they take a lot of liberties to get you to assume how many times Tom Cruise has died. There was one scene where he's just suddenly in a pub, just drinking and watching the mm-hmm. news. And I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this scene. So now he's just bored of what's happening and he has found a way to snuck out and just go have a beer. Like, this is like... By the way again, that, look, that was
2: that was the biggest problem I had with this film. Tom Cruise drinking a beer? Bullshit. That man's never drank any alcohol in his entire life. Never. Is that true? Never. Are you No. Not not I'm completely not, making not, that up, but I I would no. I'd be I'd be floored if he topped to saying, "You know, one night I just got ripped shit after about two bottles of bourbon and that was it." No, I don't <laughs> I, I don't ever believe cuz he's one of those again, he's one of those weird specimens where it's like if you Corolla put it best in his podcast, he goes if Tom Cruise is not making a movie right now, he's doing push ups and running in place as we speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My body is a temple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not eating, he's not eating, you know, drinking booze and yeah. eating ravioli and meat sauce. I got to set tonight for dinner, which was delicious. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: I live blocks away from the Scientology Center in Los Angeles. And honestly, like every time I walk by there, all I think is whatever you did to Rope Cruise. Good on you, because he is. And honestly, I had to look up is Emily Blunt a Scientologist? Like, how did she get in here? Because I did read that Tom Cruise specifically requested Emily Blunt for this movie. He
5: wanted her convert. He he was going to groom (laughs) her. Yeah, Yeah, he
4: want he wanted it. And apparently, I don't know if you read this little fun fact on the first day of filming, when she put on her her giant suit, it weighed 90 pounds. And she claimed that she wasn't going to be able to finish the film. And he straight up said, don't be a pussy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Which honestly, like I it's kind of hard to imagine Tom Cruise just looking at Emily Blunt and be like, You're a pussy,
2: get in there. Funny enough, he said the same thing to Katie Holmes that she was squeezing Susie <laughs> out of Sur- Cruz out. Yeah. Can I have an epidural? <laughs> Don't be a pussy. Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, as he's sliding in on his socks, just is there <laughs> a baby <in> here yet? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like again, like the liberties that they took i just felt like were somewhat unnecessary with the story that they were trying to convey there and sometimes like it did like sometimes it did work i did like the scene when he goes back into um like into the commanding officer and he knows like everything that he's about to say and he's just like up oh, this person's about to call you and do this this person's about to happen to do this to try to get the story across but the guy like It just kind of was, I don't know. It just didn't give enough. And then like, let's talk about the ending here. So about with 15 minutes left in the movie, they say, okay, I can't recreate the day anymore. I can't live enough. I'm not gonna wake up again. We need to finish this right now. And it felt so rushed. It felt like everything just had to happen very, very quickly. And I think they could have done that a lot sooner in the film, taken away some of the excess going back again with the same shots, and then just putting more time into developing an ending that really would have worked. Like, how did we start this podcast? You said what the ending of the movie was. And Israel and I were both like, wait a minute, what? Like, that's mm-hmm. what it was. So basically we did. We did lose. Is that is that what happens at the end?
2: That was the alternate ending. That's oh, a- oh, oh, a- oh
5: I missed you. I missed when you said alternate. I yeah. missed that. <laughs> that that very essential word. I was
2: like, wow, I'm stupid. Holy yeah. so, hot breaking news. My wife I uh, guess my, my loud ass mouth. is goes through the walls. She texted me an article at one point. Tom Cruise was known for his drunken public outburst. Then he decided to give sobriety a key. Now he's cool, calm, collected. Well, most of the time he follows a vegetarian diet. And because of his interest in Scientology, stays away from drugs. Drugs are forbidden in the Scientology community, no matter what he does. He's staying clean. Really? Tom Cruise getting ripped. Sh- I guess after a few, you know, when you're playing topless volleyball and jeans on the beach at Top Gun, it is natural for you to pour a few beers and b- back from uh, jerk off on the beaches as, as yeah. Anthony Edwards wears a shirt and Val Kilmer bends over showing his eight pack and the V muscle down to his dick in Top Gun. Oh, wait, is that just me mm-hmm. talking out loud again? I'm sorry. Stream of consciousness. I got, nope. an, I st- I, I, I got all worked super hard
4: up. right now. I like every part of it. And honestly, this, actually, that makes a lot more sense of his character in Tropic Thunder of where he learned how to channel that rage. He was probably getting super drunk in a bar and somebody says, oh, you're five foot six. And he goes, yeah, I just got super angry at him.
2: Five foot, five foot six and three eighths of an inch too, asshole.
4: <laughs> I OK, so so the ending they do win And that because that is what I thought happened from it. But yeah, it's just like I needed I wanted more time with the Omega. The last scene is like three minutes to battle this major, huge brain that is commanding the destruction of the entire planet. And it's over so fast, so fast
2: very true this was given the short shrift on the ending i also have that in part of my notes yeah it's honestly it's
4: i respect any film that like can that that is entertaining Throughout most of it, but dissecting this more and more as I was taught to do on this podcast, it just (laughs) it's I have to nitpick little things like that. And if I was just watching it for enjoyment, I would be like, well, that was quick. All right, it's over. Fuck it. All right, fine. But there could have been an epic battle at the end where the Omega really understood what was inside Tom Cruise and controlling him to like and all these other like little minions to go after him in a multitude of ways. And sometimes the killings just seem so convenient for this machine, this alien kind of like thing that like really should is destroying everything so easily, which, by the way, are these aliens shooting guns are they firing something like through in the on the beach scene? No, they're picking people up
2: and flinging them very far. Don't ask questions. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but how are they taking down like all these planes and stuff like that? They're
5: they like, have sp-
2: they did tentacles. Yeah, they had they had <laughs> guns somewhere shooting stuff. We just never, never. Yeah, see they that. were they were in shooting some
5: of kind of yeah, there was some kind of energy bolt being shot okay. around, but we never I saw need- a gun.
4: Right. I need more from that. There's fireballs shooting out of the air constantly that are not from the from the humans. And yet we have no idea where they are coming from or what kind of technology the aliens actually have, which honestly, that could have been if there was something revealed through that, I would have been like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense here. But we weren't getting anything.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Fair. Again, what uh, any other points or is that all?
4: I think that's I think that was all the notes uh, I made on it. The uh, the just the lack of sense that this movie made to me as far as like what their reasoning was, was the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing. I just felt like I felt like we're just watching a video game. And that's it.
2: Like there was just wasn't there wasn't enough to it. Give me a one to ten then on your thoughts of edge of tomorrow. I give it,
4: I give it look. I will give it a six as far as entertainment value goes of watching a film. I just, I, yeah, I, I could rank it. I would have ranked it higher. Had it not continually confused me by trying to explain itself. And yeah, they're just, I just felt there was a lot of unnecessary exposition that just didn't need to be there when there could have been a lot of other things
2: explained that would have made me like it more. Got it. Kevin Israel, why don't you strap the old cleats on, do a few toe touches, and let's go, baby. Let's go. All right.
5: 2012's Edge of Tomorrow. First of all, I was really disappointed that in your fun facts, you didn't mention that the movie was originally supposed to be called Live, Live Die, Repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. and it was based off a graphic novel that was called All You Need Is Kill. <laughs> I I never read the graphic novel series, uh, but after this rewatching, I actually ordered it because I want to see how it compares. And apparently it's amazing, which is why, which is one of the reasons it was such an international hit, because a lot of those graphic novel manga type things go much bigger overseas than they do here. So... I apologize, kind listener, because I think a lot of what I say is going to sound very familiar. Thank you, Mr. Hooper. Um, So let's go through the good. First of all, the big good, Tom Cruise. I am not the on my knees gobbledy gobbledy fan that kevin Gotti is of 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 thomas cruz you're missing but out bro you're missing I, out I, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure i'm sure it's it delicious. smells like vanilla and tastes like bacon um but he, i look i like tom cruise he i i i have always i always have a little bit of a problem with him in action movie roles and i know that's fair say but he's five six it just it just which is why when he was in when he did reacher it was like a horror story to me but he's really 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 good in this he's really really good he's so, even when he's unlikable in the beginning he's likable and then through the whole groundhog's day effect as he's living these days over and over again he just he's just so likable and you really feel like that he, tom cruise has this like frenetic energy about him you know he the, the whole the whole he's always running meme which he does run in this um and you get th- that works in this movie, because the thing I always like about sci fi or fantasy movies or movies where it's supposed to be like sort of the r- real world and something ridiculous is happening. So this is supposed to be the real world with an alien invasion. And that's not the ridiculous thing that's happening. The ridiculous thing is happening is this guy's caught in a time loop and he has to convince people that that's happening. Now, if you're already going through an alien invasion, you think that a, it, it wouldn't be that crazy of a leap to be like, all right. Aliens are here. Why not time travel? But you feel his manic need to get people to believe him that this is happening. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I also really enjoy Bill Paxton in this. I think Bill Paxton's wonderful, especially in, in- yeah i mean especially in these like character doses he's just so, he's so great and he does such a good job just being disgusted with tom cruise and then when tom cruise starts like knowing what he's doing it's just his facial expressions and everything he's he's fancy he's fantastic in it uh brendan gleason also it's just funny knowing that he because he won an oscar i think uh and that and he was in this it's just he's he's great in it too and just as the as their as the as the rough general who you know doesn't want to put up with anybody's shit um i one billion percent agree with alex that emily blunt is poorly cast in this movie and i it's for the exact same reason and i and and kev i know what you just what you said about all the other hot Action, but in this, I just don't believe that she she didn't need it didn't need to be this really hot. Like she's supposed to be this soldier who just and by the way, she just happened to end up in this situation because she got hit by blood. There was nothing. It wasn't that she was such a great warrior to begin with. She got to do all of that over and over again and become a great warrior. So she could have she could have really looked like anything. And I, I I and just her act, I just didn't buy her super in this part. Um, and I didn't think they, they, it was one, this is one of those movies where it's like, ah, we want them to sort of, you know, have a romantic thing, but not really, but sort of, but not really, but, and I never got that, that full chemistry between them. So she she was the weaker link to it. But every time she's with Tom Cruise is just such a powerhouse in this movie that he just carries the entire movie on his back and all of everything he goes through um with the with the with the groundhog's day effect he he just does so flawlessly and it's and it's it's fun to watch now now the 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 bad the science and the entire explanation behind this movie is non-existent and again to alex's point there's nothing they don't give you anything and then they and then they just say and it's like you're a stupid audience just eat this and like it blood blood they get blood so they can start they can travel through time to one specific point why that point shut the fuck up that's why <laughs> why does he keep going back to that moment where he wakes up getting kicked why is it that moment they don't even explain it they could just they could just explain it and comic say, relief that, silly goose but and you know what they could have just said. You know, it's it's tied to an emotional point. You, like, you were so upset at that moment that that's when you go back to. Like, some, give me something. Because then, in the end, when he wakes up, in the, the final end, he wakes up on the helicopter. Why did he go back to then? And not right. the, the boot camp a very point.
2: That's, and a point. So, That's a great point. So That's a great point. They could have they helped just, him up and shook his hand like, Major, what are you doing here? Yeah, what are you, yeah, why right. are you laying on the ground? Right, we won. Uh, and they like, like, what? Oh. Bachelor like, party, drunken night out. Yeah, <laughs>
5: miss Major. You're yeah, so we're funny. going drinking, Major. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Emily Blood's going to
2: suck your dick. Um, And then he gets hit by the truck and dies again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fantastic. Right. There you go. But the and, and, and,
5: and then the the whole the MacGuffin device that they never really explain that they're just like, take this, stab it in your leg. It'll fix everything. I knew you were to say that. Why? I knew you were to say that because it's true. It's I like know. what what there's no there's just no. And listen, time travel is one of the hardest things to write about. And that's why that's that's why uh, Back to the Future is such a great movie. I mean, what's one of the reasons Back to Back to Future deals with it so well with giving you some of the science and not too much. But if you're going to do a time travel movie, you have to do it, do it one of two ways where you explain. So the audience goes, oh, OK, I'll buy that. Or you just don't at all like Groundhog's Day. And it's like it's fucking happening. Deal with it. And this movie tried to explain and tried to be really sciency about it, but none of it made sense. And again, it was just like the writer was like. You're stupid audience. Don't worry, we don't have to explain this to you. You wouldn't understand anyway. And then the the aliens. I don't know if you guys remember a little 2012 movie called Battleship.
2: <laughs> yeah, which was I did. Silly. And I never <laughs> wasted a second on it, but it sounds like I, you did.
5: I did, <laughs> I did. I did. I watched it. I think I watched it when it was on cable. It is. A catastrophe of a movie. You it mean is a abs- film
2: starring Rihanna in an yeah. action film stinks? Get <laughs> the fuck out Based of here. Based on a board game? I, can't I know. Believe I, listen. Wait, hold listen. on. Clue the movie is fantastic. And I will not sit here and tolerate any besmirching of that film. <laughs> okay, very good
4: point. But it shoots and ladders
2: fucking sucked. So. Fair. <laughs>
4: fair.
5: fair. But yeah, so uh, Battleship is very similar to this movie in a lot of ways. It's an alien invasion. That happens with for no apparent reason. They never really explain the aliens. The aliens just look like things they get. They have to fight the military. The military struggles to fight it. And then there is this kind of overly simplistic solution where they're able to just use old ships instead of technology and blow up the. And and by the way, and 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 find them on a board because they're not able to use their normal computers and they're able to plot out points and shoot them and hit them. Sound like something? Mm. <laughs> Anything? So you sunk my expectations. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was a, it was a terrible movie. What th- that movie didn't have that this movie has is Tom Cruise. <laughs> that, and and that and it's and I'm I'm telling you it's not that far off. The aliens in this movie, I, I couldn't even describe one of them to you other than the alphas had glowy heads. But other than that I don't know what they look like some of them had tentacles some of them looked like kind of like dogs the 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 omega looked like a volcano with a ball in it i guess Mm -hmm. it just they made no sense they didn't have it falls into that 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 kind of mcu trope of where when they just like all of just all of the the henchmen bad guys where we just need to kill a bunch of them they all kind of look the same and none of them differentiate and don't worry about them because they're all going to get killed and it's that same thing where there was no motivation there was no interest in the antagonist in this movie, which was really in the end, the omega. And, and Alex, once again, is right that had they given you something about the mindset of these aliens or why they're doing it or how they're or, you know, maybe they take control of Tom Cruise at some point and they make him do some stuff because they said at one point and something I picked up in the movie, this watch, I've watched this movie a few times. This watch, I noticed that they said you took their ability to control the time, which means I guess they weren't able to control time anymore because now he had it. But why did he have it? So wouldn't they have wanted it was it, it was all
2: just such a mess on the alien side of things. Wasn't the Omega able to do that, too, because he was going through all the combinations on their end at the same time? I I honestly, you probably I, I just I don't know. I, I it's
5: it's too hard for me to explain or to, to parse out, but it was it was it's it's a mess in that the first two thirds of the movie though it doesn't matter because it's a it's fun it's fun watching tom cruise go through all of that it's fun watching them try to come up with how are they going to get a little further and it almost felt like a video i kept saying to my wife it felt like a video game where you keep trying to get to like one save point further so mm-hmm. you can keep moving for like ah, i got to duck roll kick i ah, got no and so it had that feel which is which is fun because we've all kind of lived through that if you play video games The last third of the movie, maybe it's the last quarter, the last 15 minutes when they're resolving everything just to, and Alex was right again. I didn't really have to talk. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad you did though. You have a beautiful voice. He, I, I did. He, uh, it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like it's a, it's this battle. And then suddenly he just throws some grenades in the thing's mouth and that's it. That's it. And it's over. And he, he doesn't blow. He just starts again. And it just, it felt like they were just like, they was writing and writing and writing. And then he was like, shit, I got to end this thing. This is getting, this is going to be too long. This is two hours. End (laughs) it, just end it. And the last 15, 20 minutes, I could care. I could give two shits about The the end of this movie, once Tom Cruise loses the power and gets the blood transfusion, which, by the way, he got shot in the leg. He wouldn't need a blood transfusion. Like and if he needed if he was so injured that he needed a blood transfusion, he wasn't hopping out of bed to go <laughs> fight with Emily Blunt. He was laid up for weeks. So and and and, and the amount of blood they because she said she got like three quarts of blood or something like that. You just bled out all of your blood. dude. is he like, hemophiliac? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah if you so, lose four pints of blood, you die.
4: That is right. fact.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, it just it, it falls apart at the end. But the first two thirds of the movie or so. It is a lot of fun, and it's just fucking Tom Cruise. And while I am not a disciple of the Cruisian cock, like my my like the creator of this
2: uh, fine podcast, oh, you got you got to go to the church barbecues on Sundays, man. They are fun, I, except the vegetarian not, section sucks. I got to be
5: honest. I have not swallowed the Thaden load yet, but that's uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Look, he he doesn't he does a he does a great job in this in this movie to make it. And it's still fun. And uh, you know what? I probably watch it again. A lot of these movies that we watch I'll, I say I'll never going to watch this again. I know I'm going to end up watching this movie again, at least for parts of it, and probably not the whole thing. Um, but it it, it definitely doesn't hold up under the microscope. And when you look at a lot of the a lot of the technical points or you look at a lot of other movies that did it better. And it's funny. And I hate to say this because Kevin's going to probably get pissed off. But at some point, either before or after this, we're doing uh, uh, Close, Close encounters, encounters of the Third Kind, which like once you see that movie, it you start to see it in so many other movies, like the thought that goes behind it. And it's a, it's similar in some ways. It's this guy who doesn't want to be in this situation. And he gets caught up in this fantastical situation, trying to figure his way out. It's kind of it's sort of similar. But it does the science so much. They do the science so much, sort of better, and this movie just doesn't. So it's. I I enjoyed it. I I didn't enjoy it as much. I I was prepared to give it a a six five. Um, I was toward between a six and a seven. So that's math. Um, but Alex's point, and it's a great point, that they would have fucking known Tom Cruise because he's the spokesperson for the army yeah. in the world. Amazing I'll, point. I'll, I'll drop it down a half a point and give it a six.
2: Six it is. Alex, you gave it a six and a half. I
4: gave it. a I gave it a six. If it had had a huge six. pile of mashed potatoes in it, it might have gotten a six and a half.
2: But. <laughs> and it had a five tone uh, chord, Then, yeah, we'd be partying.
4: Because I also no- suck Tom Cruise's cock, by the way. I I legitimately do. I I think Cruise is great and is usually is pretty much always consistently great. So, oh, so his batting, his,
2: at, his batting average is 750 in my book. 750. How uh, does it stand now? Well, before we get to it, don't forget these notes brought in to you by guttingthesacredcow.com.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify. <laughs>
2: where we can uh, get you some sweet-ass merch, hats, bags, whatevs. It's all there. Hey, everyone. Let's talk about something everyone needs to get better on, especially me, and that's organization. Smart labels. You buy their QR codes on Amazon. You take one of those labels, slap it on a storage bin, and then scan it with the app. So then all you have to do is catalog what you're putting into that bin. So it's letting your future self know down the road. All you have to do, search in the app when you want one thing, and it's going to tell you exactly where it is. No more rummaging through all these cardboard boxes and ripping stuff apart and where is my closet or storage units, none of that nonsense. All you do, slap a sticker on the box, Smart Label app's gonna tell you what you documented is going in there, and then pow, no more searching around. It is a big help for organization skills. Organizing magic, that's what this is. Get your Smart Label QR code stickers today on Amazon. That's Smart Labels. Check them out. Get organized. And of course, gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com if you wish to advertise with us. And some notes. I was obviously never in the armed forces, but I suspect crews being sent to the front lines by the general just doesn't happen. I don't care yeah. if you're getting railroaded or anything like that at all. I'm not buying that. Sorry. You're- that was
5: yeah. I, I have to. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was the, my first point And I forgot to say it. So, was Thank it? you for saying it. They're not sending a guy who's completely untrained with a mechanic with a robot gun. Right. <laughs> yeah. When the
4: CEO of Walmart gets fired, he doesn't become a greeter at the front door. <laughs> like, that's just not
2: how it works. It must, be, it must be a knee-jerk reaction. Whenever you see Bill Paxson, you have to yell, game over, man, game over. <laughs> I did. And i will willing the bet one of you two did. Hey, do you guys think Tom Cruise made Suri Cruise eat playing cards like those soldiers in the barracks did when she did not want to read L. Ron Halbert's Dianetics book? <laughs> I got that one home. I edited that a couple nice. times. Thank I like you. that. Thank you. <laughs> The mech outfits, I mean, did they just say, hmm, Starship Troopers, hmm, aliens, I know what we're going to do. Hybrid. This (laughs) film is Starship Troopers minus satirical news events, graphic deaths, and gratuitous nudity. I guess we can't have nice things when a Scientologist is in charge of creative control, can we? Emily Blunt, quite a cutie. I disagree with you guys. I think she did. A, I think she did a great job. She's not. Listen, she's not. She's very attractive, and she definitely moves the needle. In my in my nether regions, is she distractingly hot like Angelina Jolie is in those films? No. Is she going to walk on a bar and turn heads? Bet your ass. But I disagree. I think she hit it just like Charlize Theron hit it in Atomic Blonde very attractive but again not like Emily Ratajkowski's coming in here wearing a long rug uh, you know robe or whatever dropping that and having a two-piece on it a and a gun and a in a little corset tucked away I don't know whatever See, she
4: does that to me I i, I yeah I really I'm, the second yeah. she came out in a movie I, I saw her I was like who is this queen? I love her so much. She's no, so. she's
2: very attractive. Is she on that in that stratosphere for me? No, she's a level below. She doesn't have like that body. You're like wowzer, very attractive. Don't let's not get it twisted. She's not Emma Watson or Emma Stone. You fucking miscreants. Emma that's, Watson. Yeah, that's what <laughs> my 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 bugaboo is. People like oh Emma Watson or you know, um, Natalie Portman. <laughs> she's as hot as Salma Hayek or. You know, Halle Berry or 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 whoever. I go, shut up! You're in the wrong. This is the wrong zip code. Get out of this argument. <laughs> we, ne- you guys, said this. We never learn how the mimics came to be and why. This is something we should know. I need to know how they got here. Why? We know how Skynet was formed. We why not the mimics? And what exactly are they mimicking? They look exactly like robots or alien robots. They're not mimicking humans like the Terminators were. I had a problem with that. Something wrong with that suit. I see a dead guy in it. We had a groundhog day. That lazy hack line five too many times for my liking. (laughs) Here's another quote. Knock off that grab ass. This just made me realize we don't use the term grab ass near enough anymore. Kevin Israel, make a note in my dossier, please. Only chewing up gas station boner oh, pill. <laughs> Move it and hop to it. Only chewing up gas station boner pills would make Emily Blunt do one arm push-ups with those metal blades in the middle of that shooting range. That doesn't happen. She pauses it and she's just doing one arm push-ups in the middle of a gun range. No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I I said to my wife, I was like, that's the most crazy training system I've ever seen. You're murdering most of your soldiers. Yeah,
4: (laughs)
2: almost everybody. Just a spinning blade going 500 (laughs) miles per hour. I I said less. I had less of a reaction when Sergeant Slaughter spit on a scorpion that squealed in the (laughs) G.I. Joe movie. I said, no, that's horseshit." (laughs) Thank you. I knew I'd get you with that one. A ditty bag, not itty, ditty bag. <laughs> Diddy. Or, or when Jaws leapt out of the water in Jaws 4 and impaled itself on a broken mass, <laughs> yelling out a blood curdling scream that is on the same level as Emmy Blunt doing one arm push ups with spinning blades around. Here, we get it. You're a badass. We're not. We're not buying that where am i i'm off my tangent it's fun to watch crews go through those different scenarios and learning how to navigate them the attention to detail is noted i'm all in on that whole repeat 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 dying repeat I, i'm all in on that on that section by the way doug lyman who directed this film. What he is never mentioned in a list of great directors. Let's go through them. American Made, another Tom Cruise film. So under the radar, amazing. Rewatched it about a year ago. Great. Born identity. Fantastic. Mr. And Mrs. Smith, I could take it or leave it, but the last two are bangers. Go is a goddamn oh, classic. I love Go. Go is fucking amazing. Have you finally seen it yet, Kevin Israel? No. Nope. You're too busy watching Netflix shitty movies. That's your problem. Get off that. I because I hate myself. Get off that dead end street, son. <laughs> Get you out of rehab, and of course, the quintessential Doug Liman film, *Swingers*.
5: You know what? You know another movie Doug Liman directed
2: that you didn't see. Oh, um, no, oh, none the, of the us one. saw what
5: the remake of *Roadhouse*.
2: Oh, there's a remake of *Roadhouse*. It's, it's, oh, it's coming out,
4: and it it's looks, coming, and it's wow. going to be really with bad with Jake
5: with Jake Gyllenhaal and Conor McGregor.
4: Oh. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, honestly, Patrick Swayze is like just lifting up another woman in his grave right now. Like, just like, how dare they?
2: Beverly Hills Cop 4, it stinks. Beverly Hills Cop 4 to Roadhouse 2, hold my beer. (laughs) I don't know how the rules work, but he couldn't leave behind a journal of notes or memento that shit all over his body so he doesn't have to go, All right, so I have to do this. How about I just write all this shit down and leave myself this so I don't have to go through the same stupid process over
5: and over and over. And what happens if you have a terrible memory? Like I have a terrible memory and he's like, That's she you went to such and such a school, and this is your wife, and they called, and I'd be like, oh fuck, what happens now? I can't remember. Yeah,
4: let alone move one half step to the right, please, at this exact moment.
2: Duck, roll, fire, reload, duck, roll, left, (laughs) splay out to the left, do a cartwheel kick like Jean-Claude Van Damme in Street Fighter, the shitty movie that no one ever watches again. I would have
5: gotten crushed by that truck 97 times. (laughs) So many times.
2: (laughs) Where is the deleted scene where Emily Blunt tried to have sex to see if she could spread the ability to reset to somebody else? I need to see that.
5: Mm. Oh, oh, that's a great point. Hold on. Hold on. She said they said he said, have you ever tried to have sex to get the power back? Who would she have had sex with? She was the one that had the power. If she lost it, she would have to find somebody else who had the power. There was nobody that drove me crazy when he said I mean, I was a funny point, but. Anyway, sorry.
2: I took it at face value. Like, let me just fuck some random dude. Maybe he can just I can, you know, squirt all over him. The same juice that the aliens got on me or whatever, to be blunt, but, <laughs> ha, blunt, like Emily Zing. Yeah. I appreciated the humor in this. Thank film. you. There, was, there you. was
4: just enough of it that it wasn't like right. annoying.
2: If you had to redo the power to redo events from one singular day in your life, what is it and why? There is an ask a gutter ask question for you both. Go ahead. Let me hear it. What's one event? Oh. One one day you oh. would say, "Let me get a redo on this, baby." Oh my God! <laughs> I know, I know it. I go know ahead. it. Go ahead, Kevin. Let me go first. Talk.
5: Years ago, I don't know how many years. One of my buddies sent me an email, uh, emailed me an article, and was like, "We got to get in on this." And it was this high tech article about some. Thing where you bought a bunch of computers and linked them all together, and you started running some program, and somehow it was going to make you a ton of money, and it made no sense. And I was, like and he was like, "Look, all we need to do is scrap, scrape, scrape together ten thousand dollars, and we can do it." And I was like, "What? That's insane! I'm not doing this." That was Bitcoin.
2: Oh, <laughs>
5: and it was like it was like a year before Bitcoin exploded, and I would have, I would, <laughs> we figured it out. We would have each been worth like a hundred million dollars because we would have you- been able to scrape. <laughs>
2: I thought you were explaining how a digital land works. I'm like, ah, so they were doing Doom parties back in 1993. This is no. how he wanted a he wanted to get a bunch
5: of uh, computers to start bit mining or Bitcoin mining, whatever it's called. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And then everybody who was doing that ended up being multimillionaires
2: style yeah
4: i i remember there used to be a there used to be a bitcoin machine at a place where i used to do comedy in like 2013 and i remember just going one it's seeing it like one bitcoin is nine dollars if you want to buy it for this
5: machine <laughs> wow sixteen thousand yeah, dollars
4: <laughs> Yeah, looking back i'm just like oh my god <laughs> and yeah. you
2: and, and you and you got paid to do a five minute spot and two drink tickets you <laughs> dumbass <laughs> i got paid in comic books at that show so oh. that
4: was really not even <laughs> And
2: Archie's. Ugh, oh, this is for the ugh un, yep. for, the, for the uninitiated. All right, yeah. Kevin Israel, how did you miss this? They had your favorite movie trope: keys in the roof, the sun, oh, saw, the sun visor it. of the abandoned car. I go, God, I damn, said it to he's, Ashley. He's gonna come in here, he's gonna come. back <laughs> ah, shit. We've Before seen everybody this, keeps <laughs> the keys. Yeah, and
5: I I said it to my wife. I was like, nobody does that. Yeah. She's like, only in movies.
2: <laughs> have we, we haven't seen that since this nope. film since, have we? I no. think they finally no. got the memo like, hey, you know what? No one does this. And two jerk offs on a podcast are going to say, yeah. that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Way to read the tea lease, fellas. <laughs> the action in this film is solid, even for PG 13. But that is why Tom Cruise. Is a goddamn genius mastering all that action without getting graphic and making this for the mainstream masses for it to make oodles and caboodles of money. This is why Mission Impossible films continue to be juggernauts. I bet Tom Cruise got in character for this role by pretending the mimics were actually Katie Holmes asking for a divorce. <laughs> you can't leave me. You can't leave me. Um the aliens, Kevin Israel. You you had no idea what they looked like. I have it for you. It looked like the Queen Alien from Aliens, one of the uh alien little whatever the hell there you are from Starship Troopers, mixed with Mina Suvari, her face. They she all looked like perfect <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> I thought it looked like a fidget spinner come to life. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. So how does it work for when everyone, when one person resets? Do they all get a feeling of deja vu deja vu again? Like God, I've been by this guy before, and this smell is his, his cologne or what? This is the perfect excuse, guys. See, this is me. It's like this is the perfect excuse. If I had that power, I would have unprotected sex every single goddamn day and then blow my brains out when I'm done. Like, well, time for a new flavor today. day. Do I have to worry about STDs? Nope. I'm done. I'm good. Let's make that movie. hope You know, I saw that they're making <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow 2. What they if it's just are. a
4: guy that just keeps fucking more chicks like every single day, like dirtier and dirtier, skankier, sluttier, just like going to the depths of his own like trowels. Just oh, are we to, like, ready? There.
2: Insert the insert Leonardo DiCaprio on the edge of a swimming pool, flicking a cigarette <laughs> off the roof and going, nailed it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> edge of Kevin what? Goatee's dick.
2: Yeah. By the way, this is the perfect that that whole scenario game is the perfect way to avoid any next day. What are we conversations from the one night stands and then killing yourself? <laughs> the what are we conversation? My favorite. The half sexy push up that Emily Blunt does is almost, almost, almost as hot as when Catherine Zeta-Jones arches that ass up in the air mm. in between laser beams in that film entrapment. And that's also what I call the boner in my pants. watching that scene. Entrapment. Hey, oh, yeah, I love that plank. <laughs> it's not been said enough, but God damn it. I miss Bill Paxton. He's great in everything. True lies, aliens, except weird science. Fuck that film. Can I tell a really quick
4: story? When I first moved to L.A., I I went to all these SAG events uh, just because I was just new to L.A. like as an actor, and I saw Bill Paxton speak, and only like 30 people showed up. And he spoke for an hour and a half about his career, and it was awesome. It was just so cool like just to be in a room with him.
2: Right. Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, it's Bill Paxton, like McTumbo dunking over Muggsy Bogues.
4: I got respect for Pullman too, though. A League of my a League of My Own is A League of The Own is one of my favorite
2: movies of all time. Too, bad he, wasn't, too bad he wasn't in that film. Yo, oh, Pullman he was. Is. Oh, he was for a hot second. That's right. He, he was, comes he, he comes into the very the end. The last fifteen seconds is as Gina Davis's husband. Oh, stop it. Okay. That's all I need. Uh, <laughs> and the president of, of course, an Independence Day, Kevin Israel's Here's another reason why this film is great. Emily Blunt, great action hero. It's not a force-fed matter of having a woman kick ass or an agenda involved as well. I buy her hook, line, and sinker. That is why she is great when she carries the lead in A Quiet Place too. Badass, no agenda, I'm all in. Like Charlize Theron in the aforementioned Atomic Blonde. I can't stress that enough. You should watch that film. Well, I did good. like the switch of
4: gender roles that like Emily Blunt's the badass and Tom Cruise
2: sure. is the one learning. Like, I do yeah. like that. I'm fine with that. Of all the places, no, I'm, I'm shocked you guys didn't get on this one. Of all the places the Omega chose to hide in, The goddamn Louvre. Really? (laughs) Really? He's an art lover. Are we going to say say Robert Langdon from the Da Vinci Code is going to come stumble upon him here? There is no. Why? Is the Mona Lisa like the the little trick switch behind the painting that opens up you? That's where the Omega is hiding out. There is no payoff in having it in the goddamn Louvre. I would have made less of a what the fuck face if they put the Omega in Sesame Place. Thank you. (laughs) Why did General Brigham lock up the transponder? Why didn't he use that to his advantage before? Why is it just a, oh, I happen to have the key, but I'm going to keep it silent so that way no one can win the war. I mean, I think he says some line of, like, we didn't think that this would work, but I
4: guess if you can want to use it. I don't it, know. Mass yeah. ge- mass they throw geno- it away. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mass genocide, I think, is a perfect excuse to pull an all-hands-on-deck for the options, fellas. <laughs> The first act of this film is absolutely gangbusters. The second act is very solid. The third act lags a bit. Unlike uh, unlike a lot of people online, I kind of i the ending eh, and the cast of characters. I disagree. All of them sucked. There was not. You couldn't tell me. Ask name one of those guys' characters in J Squad. Go. Kimball bitch yeah there was
4: one just named bitch i think thank you
2: and you couldn't tell me anything about except they played cards and one of them was a a a tough chick and it was a big morbidly obese dude. they sucked i those it's all cruise which that's fine by me you give me straight octane all the way of cruise blunts great paxton we all know my my thoughts for him gleason great but those other secondary borderline tertiary characters were just they were just they were there they didn't resonate at all This has been on cable a ton of late. In fact, Alex, when you were like, I choose Edge of Tomorrow, I go, son of a bitch. I just watched this two weeks ago. So here we are again. Here's me doing the Tom Cruise role of reprising the day. So
4: Funny enough, that's why I picked it because I was in a hotel room in like Alameda or something like that and watching Hotel TV. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was
2: like, oh, yeah, this movie. All right, I'll watch it. I've always been. This is no surprise. I've been a Cruise fan from jump. Jail call then. It was actually on last week's episode of Inside Out. He told me, he's like, dude, you got to go see this in the theater. I go, who gives a shit? It looks stupid. He's like, I'm telling you, go see it. And I said it a million times and a million more. Tom Cruise is the best goddamn action hero this country has seen the last 25 years. No one, repeat, no one has come remotely close. Batting average at 750, 800 without a doubt. His only missteps, action movie missteps, night and day, terrible. Jack Reacher, two was really bad. One was tolerable. I understand your points, Israel. You're right. One, not not one,
5: one was, I, I actually liked one. One right. was pretty good. I don't remember okay. two.
2: Right. But Mission Impossible, is, well, the, the Mission Possibles I love, but four through seven, insane. Collateral, insane. Minority really Report, excellent. Edge of Tomorrow, solid.
3: But mummy? You not left a- out the mummy.
2: Uh, I said action films. That's an action film. It is not. Something. Did you watch it? Yeah. You watch everything that stinks. I love you for that. <laughs> this film easily passes the remote test until the last fourth of it. Then I got a bail because that ending is just it doesn't pay off. I had seven out of ten written down, but goddammit, those points, especially about Cruz being the face of the military. That's a monster point. You can't ignore that. Six and a half out of 10. It's still goddamn solid. I'll watch it anytime it's on until we get to that last turn. What did the critics have to say about it? Five-star reviews. Endlessly entertaining and ceaselessly innovative. Okay, fair. Up, Mm. Up to that forgivably underwhelming finale, Edge of Tomorrow nearly synthesizes Cruz's ongoing fear of obsolescence and the fiscal pragmatics of its location into a witty story about the sheer tedium of self-improvement as a necessity for survival. This is the assholiest of assholes that uses a (laughs) knife and fork to eat goat cheese and pineapple pizza. Yeah, that's the guy that orders soup in a sports bar. Like, fuck that guy for you. (laughs) I I
5: agree with you and hate you at the same time. (laughs)
2: there are some good science fiction strategic funny moments exhilarating action and a smart and sharp story that never grows dull edge of tomorrow's a rousing adventure filled with pulse-pounding thrills and surprising dashes of character-driven humor the film a breathless two hours of fun worth celebrating critics one-star reviews here we go it is impossible to say how exhausting this film is by the fourth battle I was gibbering. Why is someone gibbering in a movie theater? Shut the fuck up and take notes, Dick. It's all like the story what parts of it. Gibbering means talking nonstop.
5: That's what but that's what they were doing?
2: Yes. Why <laughs> so are you what, why yeah, yeah, Why yeah. is he talking unless he has fucking Parkinson's disease? Not par, sorry. Tourette's disease. It's Parkinson's. He'd be shaking and talking at the same time. <laughs> that's he'd a be big shak- problem. he'd be shaking and gibbering. By the way, great punk band. Check them out. Shaking and gibbering. Their third album is my favorite. It's like all the story parts of a video game, except boring and derivative. I don't know, man. Sometimes video game movies for me or sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. This did. And the writing and the plotting of Edge of Tomorrow. It's sorry. It's the writing and plotting of Edge of Tomorrow. That sucks. Not the staging of scenes. Not the film's sense of humor. Not the film's quality action sequences. What about the writing sucks? Wouldn't that be your main problem with this film instead of everything else? No. Okay. There's no question that Doug Lyman's Edge of Tomorrow is a solid one hour and 40 minute movie. Too bad it runs an hour and 53 minutes. This, <laughs> this is my buddy Ron Barber's joke who did on my Amazon show, Comics Watching Comics, seasons one through eight. He said, his joke is, time out New York said I had the best five minute act in town. Unfortunately, my act was 20 minutes.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody somebody
2: somebody once said when Alex does 5 minutes it
4: feels like an hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazon 5 star reviews. I like that movie. <laughs> and I like lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. After The Last Samurai, I feel that this was the best movie by Tom Cruise. But hey, what do I know? I think Rango is Johnny Depp's finest performance. Signed, Dolly Parton. (laughs) Rango. She's a rock star. Did anyone see Rango or give two shits about it? Or he can even. (laughs) Many years ago, one time. Never, never (laughs) saw it. Tom Cruise plays a cowardly weasel while Emily Blunt makes all girls proud by being the butt kickingest huge sword wielding warrior. Made for a great intro. No sexually explicit anything, just Groundhog Day with Mr. Cruz blowing up aliens. More importantly, with aliens beating up, blowing up, eviscerating, eating, etc., Mr. Cruz. A fun sci-fi romp and made my favorite what my sorry and made and made my favorite by my wife commenting, Oh, Tom Cruise never dies in Kablamo. Hysterical. <laughs> by the like, way, Kablamo. That's exactly how I felt after chugging my colonoscopy prep drink. 11 p.m. and then until 3 a.m. was cablamo, cablamo, cablamo. <laughs> this is a this is a PSA, kids. When they say to start drinking that stuff at five o'clock in the afternoon, you start drinking at five o'clock in the afternoon. Don't go ah I'll wait to go pick up the kid and have a little you know egg drop soup because you'll be shitting all <laughs> night long. Oh, and problem. wake up to poop again. Oh,
4: glad we got that imagery out of us.
2: I like about this film that it was not dumbed down with a bunch of constant, and needless profanity. Most films out of Hollywood these days have both vilography and pornography. Vilography. i have never heard that word used ever. Have you, fellas? V-
4: <laughs> villography?
2: vilography. V i l uh, o vilography. No, no, I think they didn't know what the word vulgarity was. Yeah, I <laughs> would agree. Yeah, and it, it's like that. See, it's like that sketch in a living color. The emancipation of the masturbation with. David uh, David Alan Greer in the prison (laughs) and pornography thrown in to help titillate the down market, usually also an attempt to compensate for a creative flop. This is one of the movies that I have not seen lately that has no political agendas, i.e. no homosexual thing, no transgender thing, no evil America thing, no evil corporations thing, no evil big gulp cups, no evil military. Heck, there might have been even a few big gulp cups in the movie. You can actually watch this with your family without being preyed upon by the Hollywood agenda. Signed, Tyler Perry. (laughs)
4: oh god i want to read all of that person's other
2: reviews (laughs) do you
4: passion of the christ too much christ death
2: yeah oh never mind i'll save that for later amazon one star reviews refund me so i can watch again uninterrupted ah the kevin israel special (laughs) 48 hours to watch a two-hour film do you call your grocery store and ask for a refund if you let your milk go sour too Really bad movie. The concept of this movie is that Cruz was getting a chance to be reborn and learn from his mistakes over and over again. This might have made sense if the movie wasn't about fighting aliens, about fighting aliens. Interesting concept applied to the wrong situation. It would have been more interesting if it was about making decisions such as marrying the wrong girl several times or something more relatable. Cruz should stick to Mission Impossible or stuff like Jack Reacher. (laughs) I would
4: have liked this movie if it was a different movie like yeah. come, why are you even writing this review
2: wait 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 i got it ready edge of tomorrow meets runaway bride how about that <laughs> yeah. richard Gere still putting the hamster up his butt again and again and, and again. again and again and then kissing an indian woman in indian film and being having the death mark on him so he can't go to india ever again <laughs> since cruise obviously doesn't need the money i cannot understand why he would make this abysmal movie the acting is mediocre the storyline is less than believable quote If you like your health care plan and your doctor, you can keep them End quote, save your money for Nemo signed Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) A complete waste of my time. Cruz should have stayed with his first wife so he would not need to make these horrible movies. Still angry about him trying to play Jack Reacher. You sold out, Mr. Childs. Last one. I didn't get to watch it because Amazon was having issues that day. My boyfriend got to watch it, but when I got off work is when Amazon was having issues. Signed, Kevin Israel. <laughs> Kevin Israel did Alex Hooper gut that sacred
5: cow? Yeah, I think he did. I mean, he got me, he got me to drop my score a half a point, and. Look, I, I think Alex is one of those gutters that didn't approach this to say it's a terrible movie, but he poked a lot of holes in it and proved that that uh that it, it's not maybe it shouldn't be as revered as it is, especially by the sci-fi junkie crowd. So I give him the gutting, in my opinion.
2: I give the gutting as well. Again, I'm just a sucker for any time I have to drop my score, any kind of point, half a point. I give you the nod. Well done, sir. Oh, we got to get right over to who's funnier, ChatGPT or KG, where we're going to find out is Skynet still winless, like the, uh, oh God, the Washington generals. Thank you. I knew that would come to me. Number one <laughs> I asked ChatGPT to write three jokes about Edge of Tomorrow because any more than three violates the rules of the Geneva Convention. How does Emily Blunt stay in shape for fighting alien invaders? She practices her exoskeleton squats, the key to staying <laughs> armored and dangerous. They're not even trying, ChatGP. You're not even trying. Why don't the mimics ever make good comedians? Because their timing is always a little off the loop. No. (laughs) No. Alex Hooper's like, that's going right in the old, uh, right into the special number two. Oh, and I, I have a off- show
4: tonight. That's my opener, Al. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and I cut off number three. So whoops, it looks like you only have two chat GPT jokes. And guess what? I saved everyone a little more anguish. Alex Super, a treasure, a joy, an absolute gem you are. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it, Kevin Israel, my man, uh, my man uh, compatriot to the bitter end. Hugs and kisses. And we'll see you all next week.